0: Welcome back to another episode of You Are Just a Number podcast, a podcast regarding leadership, teamwork, and passion on all aspects of life. Today's podcast is a little different in that it is more about the leadership of the Red Cross in our communities. As a Red Cross volunteer, I feel it is important that the public gets a better understanding of the Red Cross and the important roles volunteers play in their success. Kyle Kriegel, the Executive Director of the American Red Cross Southwest Chapter of Wisconsin, will discuss the three sectors of the Red Cross and the roles each one plays. The three sectors are humanitarian Services, Biomed, which is Blood Services, and Training Services. To learn more, visit our blog site, which is youarejustanumber.com. That's the letters justanumber.com, all one word. I'm Jim Zellum, your host and author of the book *Stepping Stones of Leadership*. So let's get started. Well, today's guest is Kyle Kriegel from the Red Cross. He's the executive director of the Southwest Chapter of Wisconsin. So, good morning, Kyle. Good morning. Good morning. So. Can you give us a little brief history about yourself, where you came from and how you got to where you are today? Boy, that's a long journey, Jim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, I actually, uh, where I grew up, my hometown is uh, New Lisbon, Wisconsin. That I grew up on a farm and that and, and community and uh, had uh, gone to school. And when I'd done my internship at the Toma VA Hospital, uh, the gentleman that did my uh, internship had asked me to to come and join the Red Cross back in the late 90s uh, to start a health and safety program. So we were teaching first aid CPRAD. It was, at that time, it was the monroe Juno County chapter. And uh, it just has grown from there. Uh, I've been with uh, four or five different chapters in the state uh, in di- various different roles as a health and safety director, as a emergency services director doing disaster services, service to the armed forces. Um, and then I had done that for about five years and then I wound up in Madison uh, and uh, was doing the emergency services program there and then also did a little bit of the health and safety and then around 2004 I um, took a position with the national organization uh, as a chapter solutions manager so uh, I covered all of Wisconsin and southeast Minnesota uh, providing uh, you know that assistance to help chapters to grow uh, and a little compliance as well And uh, did that all through uh, those national disasters like Katrina uh, and and Rita. And uh, then in 2008, I had the opportunity to become a chapter, or excuse me, a regional chapter executive uh, for the Northwest area. So I was based in Eau Claire and I've been there um, since 2008. And I'm I'm transitioning right now uh, as the emergency. the executive director in Madison. So it's it's been quite a long journey, a lot of uh, met a lot of great people. Uh, probably one of my most um, enjoyable opportunities was early on in my Red Cross career to meet Elizabeth Dole. Um, I met with her in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, she had been, she came, at that time she was the uh, the American Red Cross national CEO. And she was there in La Crosse, Wisconsin, talking about the banning of the landmine program. Uh, it was our international services program in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So it was pretty special to meet her. And she just was always inspiring to me and uh, just been a great leader for our organization. Uh, and that's held true even to this day with uh, Gail McGovern, our, our regional, or, excuse me, our national CEO. So huh.
0: Excellent. So I, I have to assume that you're You're a pretty good leader yourself if uh, you've been climbing the ladder of success like you are. So I'm sure you've built some pretty good teams along the way.
1: I have. And I've been blessed with some really great volunteers, some great staff. Uh, You know, Wisconsin, you know, one of the things that I'm most proud of uh, being part of the Wisconsin team is that uh, we've got some great volunteers and staff. Uh, Whenever there's national disasters a lot of people are like, oh, you're from Wisconsin, aren't you? So they recognize the, the great volunteers that we have here in Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, whenever there's a, a national disaster like a hurricane, a wildfire, or or flood, you know, a lot of our Wisconsin volunteers go, and staff, I, I don't wanna exclude staff, go out and help support those relief operations. And uh, we just got a plethora of, of, you know, knowledge and experience that we have here in the state. Uh, lots of experience, so yeah.
0: Excellent, so Kyle, um, to the listeners, There's two parts, let's talk about Red Cross, you know, how Red Cross all came together, but there's two parts of Red Cross. There's Mm -hmm. chapter, which is really your disaster, and then there's bio, which is really, I wanna say more your blood, right? Mm -hmm. So can you explain to the listeners, you know, the difference between bio and chapter and why they're kept separate like that?
1: Sure, actually, uh, when I first started, Back in the in the '90s, late '90s, um, the American Red Cross, there was no difference. Uh, there was no difference between bio and chapter or uh, training services. All really one there was some rules that came down from the FDA that required us to split out uh, the biomed division within the American Red Cross. And that's why we've had uh, those two different divisions with between, and, and when you say chapter, it, it really is humanitarian services. Can we do a lot of our, you know, like you said, disaster, uh, service armed forces, uh, you know, those programs are all done, volunteer services as well. Fundraising are all done on the humanitarian services or chapter side. And then biomed, because it, uh, is regulated by the FDA, uh, they've kept that separate because of the rules that require are required for uh, the, the biomed folks. Now, I, I will say that over the last few years, some of the things that we have done is we've actually integrated a lot closer with our, our biomed folks. Uh, a lot of our back office functions, um, marketing, HR, communications, we've begun to actually you know back uh, reintegrate back into the American Red Cross under initiative one Red Cross um, but right now I, I should be clear that there's really if you think about the American Red Cross there's really three prongs or, or three different divisions within the American Red Cross and it's it's biomed as you said it's also humanitarian services and then training services training services are our first aid CPR ED programs uh, where we're teaching you know businesses and organizations a first aid CPR and, and that's um, also uh, broken out as a, a third uh, division, but we all work very closely. And a lot of our back office functions now have been integrated into one. And as I said, that's part of our uh, One Red Cross initiative.
0: Okay. So basically you have the training services that's teaching the CPR and helping and everybody like yeah. that. And then you have, um, what did you call disaster, disaster well, it's, relief? It's
1: humanitarian services. Yep. Humanitarian, and humanitarian services.
0: Humanitarian services makes
1: up our when you when you think of a chapter, that that's primarily what uh, you know the humanitarian services is. It's it's the disaster services program or the disaster cycle services program, excuse me. And then our services to the armed forces, uh, all the work that we do with our active duty and uh, veterans. Uh, and then also within humanitarian services, we also have uh, volunteer services. Uh, they're recruiting, helping with retention. Uh, all those different things uh, to help support all, all the work that we do, and then there's a fundraising piece in there uh, that, that our fundraising team, and then um, you know just to helping to support our, our international services too. I, I didn't want to miss them as well. So that that's really humanitarian services uh, and okay. what they.
0: So, so with humanitarian services, are 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 these people trained heavily trained before they go? you know, Katrina hits. Okay, they got to go. Yeah. Okay, so I I have to assume that the Red Cross does a lot of training of these people so when they get there, they know what to do.
1: Absolutely, Uh, training and experience. And and one nice thing, like this month in March, uh, the Wisconsin region, we're doing our disaster training services uh, uh, conference virtually, but we are doing our our training conference uh, this month uh, where we do a lot of different, you know, from basic level to advanced level trainings all throughout the month uh, to get our folks ready. for the the disaster season, I, I would even say too that uh, you know we disasters. Yes, you you, you mentioned uh, Katrina, uh, but most of our disasters that we respond to are, in fact, single family house fires. By far, that that's the number one disaster that we respond to on a daily basis. Uh, in in this. You know, since the beginning of this year, uh, in January till now, we've had a, just a number of, of home fires, almost a record season for us uh, in the number of responses that we've provided. And this year, being in the middle of a pandemic, it's been even more challenging for us uh, in that you know, typically when a large fire or apartment fire, we, we would be setting up a shelter somewhere. And because we we're not able to do that, we've had to put a lot of folks into um, hotel stays and which has increased our costs uh, for the operations. So um, many of our disaster relief operations have just been uh, extremely high. We've had to do a lot more fundraising than we had in the past because of that this year.
0: What kind of fundraising kind of things do you do for for that? Well
1: actually there's a lot of different ways we do we can do that now. Uh, we, we certainly do go out and solicit our, our, our major supporters to help us with these disaster relief operations but also there's uh, you know a lot of new ways that folks can contribute whether, whether it's uh, social media or online Uh, They can also call 1-800-RED-CROSS, our website, redcross.org, to make a donation that could designate it to whatever disaster uh, that they'd like to help support. So lots of
0: different options. All right, so let's go to the third one, Biomed. Oh, sure, absolutely. Okay, I'm a little more familiar with Biomed because I volunteer in Biomed, okay? So why don't you tell the uh, listeners uh, a little bit about Biomed?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, the one thing that I I think that always... uh, I wouldn't say, there's not enough people donate blood. Uh, You know, everybody in the United States, you know, at some point, you know, you'll need need blood. I mean, whether if it's from a disaster, an accident, uh, could be just a routine surgery, you know, folks are impacted and need blood every day. And, uh, you know, not everybody donates blood and not everybody can donate blood. But uh, if we in fact had more people that could donate blood uh, it would really make a difference uh, to making sure that you know the blood supply is, is stable. Um, I know that um, you can do- donate blood in different ways. You can do a whole blood donation. You can do um, uh, plasma or platelets, uh, and you can. And the other one I think we have is power red. So there's there's different ways that you can donate blood, uh, and there's different timeframes. You know, a typical donation if you're doing a whole blood donation, uh, you know, you can donate every every fifty six days. Uh, for, for a whole blood donation, if you're donating uh, platelets or plasma, about every other every every two weeks you can donate. So there's different ways that you can give. Uh, you know, we ask folks to make a, a donation of blood. Um, it's a you know just a it's a life saving gift. I mean, when you donate blood, you can save up to you know three different lives uh, with a donation. Um, our biomed, our, our blood services. You know, when when you donate a, a blood at a community blood drive, that blood goes to one of our processing centers. Uh, you know, so in Madison we have a, a processing center where the blood is processed, and then it is turned out and uh, given to local hospitals. Um, and we have, you know, drivers, volunteer drivers that will go and deliver that blood to hospitals to make sure that they've got that supply. In the Midwest, we've really got two different processing centers uh, that are closest to us, the one here in Madison and then the other one in St. Paul. Um, so whenever someone donates blood, uh, it'll go to one of those processing centers and then go back out to help, uh, you know, make sure our hospitals are, are fully um, supported with, with blood.
0: So. so I just want to tell the listeners too, so in case you don't know, that if you give whole blood um, at the right room te- at the right temperature, it will last for twenty eight days if I'm not mistaken. Okay, and if you give platelets, platelets only last five days from the time you give it to the time someone receives it. Okay, but platelet donations are super super important because um, platelets is what helps coagulate your blood and people that have cancer yes, really right. yep. need the platelets a lot because the chemo is killing their platelets so when they get the chemo they need to get a, uh, uh, some platelets in there because so that so they don't bleed out but realize if you give platelets if you give it today you know um they only have five days to get it out and That's one right. thing i know you did say about um Uh, that we always need blood. But one of the things that I've always been told that is that Madison, Wisconsin, is one of the better places that they get a lot of blood donated to. So, because I know a lot of times again, this is from my experience being a volunteer. So I know a lot of that blood is leaving the state too. A lot of it goes down to Chicago. I've, I've seen it go to Dallas. I mean, I used to watch where my platelets go. I can't find out what person did it, but I can always, you know, they would tell me wh- what hospital got it. So, and I think anybody that donates blood now with the, with the Red Cross app on their phone, they can find out exactly where their blood went to just not the recipient of your blood. Yeah. So, and,
1: I was going to say that the American Red Cross we supply about forty percent of the nation's blood supply, and you're right. Uh, the the nice thing about you know the Wisconsin and, and Madison is that it is one of our very top uh, producers of of uh, blood and blood products in Wisconsin or in the in the uh, United States. The other thing I I would just state too is that you know sometimes when that blood goes out of the state, um, there's some unique uh, blood types and those unique unique blood types. Actually, um, may need to be, may be needed to help support uh, certain uh, patients with that certain blood type. Um, one of the things that we're undertaking, you know, our national organization has undertook, um, and we'll be kicking it off, kicking the campaign off in September, is the sickle cell awareness uh, campaign, where we're trying to find more uh, sickle cell uh, blood donors to help us um, help support the sickle cell initiative. So, if uh, uh, there are African American or um, folks that, that can donate blood, we're looking for more African American donors to help with the uh, sickle cell initiative. Um, the other thing I, I did want to mention that you brought up the app and uh, the app is a great tool for folks to utilize. Uh, but one of the things that I found that a lot of people provided great feedback on about that app is that this year, you know, many people um, when they would donate blood, they wanted to know did did I have was I impacted was I exposed or impacted by the coronavirus. And, and we test, we began testing last summer, believe um, June 15th, we, we began testing all blood for COVID antibodies. So if you, you never were sick, but you wanted to know if you were impacted or uh, been exposed or had um, you know, some exposure to the COVID virus, because all blood was tested, you could find out if you had uh, Covid antibodies in your blood, and the app would actually provide you that information within five to seven business days uh, with those results. And it was something so you would we, so you
0: would know if you had antibodies for the Covid. You COVID. would,
1: yeah, and and we provided that free to patients, uh, and we still do. Uh, we're still running that that test uh, for all all donations of blood, and um, uh, that's pretty special. And so folks got that that opportunity to find out if uh, you know if they they were exposed or had the antibodies in their system. Now, of course. Um, we I know when we screen and ask people, have you had the vaccine? Um, because obviously, if you've had the vaccine, you'd have uh, antibodies. So that is one of the questions we ask now in our health screenings. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So you talk about volunteers. So uh, I I know you brought volunteers. I guess the volunteers real really in the. Biomed has just really came in into really play, except for blood drives. I understood that you know for that part, but as far yeah. as delivering blood, that really has just come into existence. I think in the last five years. So can you can you explain why you moved to a volunteer or a organization to help uh, Biomed? Well,
1: one of the the real reasons we were looking at our costs and, and ways that we could save costs, and we actually had a lot of volunteers. That said, hey, you know, we'd be willing to to take on some of this. So, you know, we've we've been looking for volunteer drivers to help with, you know, delivery of of the blood to, you know, our hospital partners. Um, I know that we've been doing a lot of uh, recruitment of volunteers to help support. Uh, you know, blood donor ambassadors. So at the blood drives themselves, I mean, we've been looking for a lot of folks there, but probably some of the new projects that folks aren't aware of is that we've even been looking at uh, nurses, uh, retired nurses or nurses in our disaster services uh, area to help support with uh, health screenings um, at the blood drives and uh, at our fixed site. So there's a lot of opportunities there that we've been looking at to help support, um, you know, our operations with volunteers. They're, they're vital, they're, they, they truly are vital to the operation. Um, and, and one of the other things that, that we're most proud of is that you know we're a volunteer-led organization and um, so our volunteers are the lifeblood of our organization we, we, we need them um, and you're right in biomed they've been taking on some very critical roles to help us with this operation.
0: Right right so um, let's talk a little bit about your leadership so how you know can you tell us a little bit about your leadership style and everything like that? What you consider of, lead, uh, of being a leader and how you're building successful teams? I mean, again, I'm going to go back to the beginning of, uh, of our, our, our talk in here. You've climbed the ladder of success quite well since uh, since you've gotten to Red Cross. So, so you had to build some very successful teams because, you know, leadership and team were kind of like go hand in hand. Yeah, I,
1: you know, I think a lot of it goes back right to when I first met a lot of our, our leaders of the organization. Uh, like I mentioned, Elizabeth Dole was just an inspiring leader to me on the way that she led, uh, you know, the, our board of governors uh, and our chapters through, you know, sometimes, you know, the, uh, we had a lot of change going on in the organization. And uh, there's been a lot of change that continues on to this day throughout the organization. We're constantly looking to do better. Uh, and improve, you know, services and uh, you know the, the different things that we do to provide, you know, make a difference in the community. And um, having that mission, you know, coming back to that, it's really important to me to make sure that uh, you know when we, you know, working with our teams and our volunteer or our, our staff and volunteers, that everybody understands that mission. And that's that's what it is for me. It's a, it's about our mission, serving people, uh, making it better. Um, and, you know, with um, all the things that we do, you know, and I've, I, I know personally, I, I've, uh, I've actually used our services. I, you know, my folks had a, a, you know, went through a tornado and the Red Cross was there. Um, we've been part of, uh, I, my mom was adamant that when I was young that uh, I needed to take uh, swim lessons so that uh, when I went fishing with my dad that I, I knew how to swim and uh so those are things that have always been part of me and it comes back to the mission of this organization it just it means so much to me and um that you know working with people as long as we all understand that mission um that's how we're going to be successful and uh that that's how i lead is just really going back to the mission uh making sure everyone understands it and why we're here and uh it just it's been that's been my my north star to help help lead us forward and um always looking to, to improve and do better. That's-
0: and I want you to know as a volunteer, I mean, I, I like the idea that, you know, I, I, I um, tell you, solicit more input from your volunteers. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of us, you know, we're retired. Okay. And we got a lot of crazy ideas and we'd like to help. Okay. And, uh, you know, youth is a big price to pay for wisdom, but we got the wisdom. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, um, so you take this—you're taking on this new role now as the South the Executive Director of the Southwest Chapter of Wisconsin. In here, so what are your plans? Can you share your plans? What does your future look like? Well, you know the nice thing is that our organization has a lot of these things already
1: lined up. But I, I'm, uh, you know, looking at our our board of directors. Uh, you know, diversity and inclusion is very important to me. I want to make sure that we are reflective of the communities that we're serving. Um, want to grow. You know the different uh, programs uh, help support our teams that are uh, the different lines of service to grow that service um, all throughout our we have actually the one of the largest chapters in in the state uh, 18 different counties and it, it goes from metro to very rural uh, areas in the state and so i want to make sure that we um you know you talk about volunteers and uh, you know it's important that all those areas uh, have strong support to our volunteer know, have strong volunteers to help us deliver that mission it, it's an awesome mission and uh, having, it, having the volunteer um, out there to help support that mission, it's critical for us. So uh, look to continue to grow and support our, our volunteers, uh, our, our different lines of service. And then, um, as I said, diversity and inclusion is very important to me. I wanna make sure that we are reflective of the communities that we're serving, and we're making sure that that service is going on every single day.
0: So in, in the Southwest chapter, now that you're here, so you're saying, you, um, so this place has a board of directors. So mm-hmm. the board of directors are, are normally people that are not part of the business. Well, there's people in the business, but you also have people outside the business, right? right. So how, can you just share how you determine who becomes on the board of directors?
1: Well, I, I know we're actually kind of going through an assessment right now uh, of our board and, and uh, looking at different um, know the makeup of the board making sure that it is as i said diverse uh and inclusive uh but also that we're looking at uh, you know our geographic representation you know are we do we have folks because we we cover from beloit to lacrosse to uh madison to the dells uh you know that it's just a very large area and
0: you you want to make you do you even do iowa from here
1: Actually, uh, the blood services folks, uh, they, they go into Iowa right now, but at the chapter, uh, the Southwest chapter is uh, 18 counties in, in Southwest Wisconsin. Okay,
0: okay. okay.
1: Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a large area and we wanna make sure that we, we have great coverage and representation on the board. The other thing, Jim, that I, I wanted to mention that uh, I work directly with is uh, community volunteer leaders. So. Um, I'm actually in the process of recruiting uh, community volunteer leaders, and they're 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 uh, volunteers that actually uh, help support the executive director uh, in all throughout uh, the, the chapter network. And so, I, I know I'm looking at this point of recruiting about four, or five different uh, folks to help support the chapter in different parts of our chapter. Um, you know, whether it's in you know in Rock County down in either Jamesville or Beloit, but also La Crosse and and uh, um, in, in the uh, Wisconsin Dells area, so I am looking to recruit uh, and add you know new leadership to help support uh, me because I can't be everywhere at once, and so I I, I am mean, looking to, for folks to help support me uh, with that.
0: Excellent, excellent. So that's great. So um, let's talk. One thing about here, you you talked about the volunteers, and you you know you you did it here to, to save money. So I have to assume that the volunteers have have been very successful in helping red cross save a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, way to look at that, Jim, is that, yes, we've been, we've been looking to be more efficient with that so that more money can go to help support uh, our, 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 um, our, our, I' would say customers, but uh, when, when disaster strike, the more efficient we are, the more assistance we can provide. Uh, right. you know and the more efficient we can be with the blood, um, then you know the, the more efficient we can be. So those, those efficiencies really do help our organization overall. And you're right, we can't do that without the volunteers. They're a huge part of what we do every day. Um, you know they, they make a really big difference. Uh, and as I said, it's right in our mission statement. We're a volunteer led organization. And uh, we take that, you know, take that to heart.
0: And, and I, I have to say as being, I don't do it now right now because of COVID, but being a blood driver, we go all over the place uh, delivering right. blood. I mean, and, you know, you could be here in, uh, in Madison, you got to go three hours to Green Bay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and that night have to go someplace else. And you can actually go to the UW hospital, which is seven 10 minutes down the road and when mm-hmm. you get back when you get back to the Red Cross oh we have a couple more boxes of blood because the UW system uses a lot of blood especially if they're having some major surgery done over there. So. And, and,
1: and uh, Jim I would say too that you know the board chair of the southwest chapter his name is Corey uh, and he actually is a blood driver and he's driven to Waterloo Iowa so uh, yes uh, the leadership of the organization here in southwest Wisconsin knows full well what uh, our blood drivers are doing because they're one of them. So,
0: right, right. So I I guess to end this in here, uh, you know, I think this is great. So people understand a little bit more about Red Cross. Okay. Uh, You know, because all you do is see these quick commercials and everything like this. And I really wanted to take the time being a volunteer what Red Cross actually does for our community. So uh, do you have any words of advice or anything that you can probably give our listeners before we give it up? It could be with Red Cross, it could be with you know, what constitutes great leadership versus teamwork? Um, What do you have? You got anything for us, Kyle?
1: Yeah, sure. Just a few things about both. So, about the American Red Cross, um, you know, a lot of folks, um, if you can't support us, if you really like what we do in our mission, uh, if you can't support us, you know, financially, we're always looking for financial donations. Um, volunteer, become a volunteer, and there's lots of different ways to get involved with the organization. And then also, if you can't, if you don't have the time to commit to volunteering. Donate blood. Uh, donating blood is one of the most precious things that you can give. Uh, you can save up to three different lives by donating blood. Um, it's just really important that folks know that they have different ways that they can give back and help support. And American Red Cross, we're here. We're here to help support, you know, communities that are impacted by disasters. Um, and you know, it's just a, it's a great organization to be part of. We do a, we do a lot of great things every day in the Red Cross um we uh we make an impact on a lot of lives every single day uh, all throughout uh, not only wisconsin southwest wisconsin but all across the united states um, we make a difference and uh, it, it again it's a great organization to be part of um, we do a lot of great things um, again from you know the that single family house fire to blood drive to first aid cpr training uh to you know sending that emergency message to a service member overseas uh we do all that you know, seven days a week, 365. Um, It's just a really great organization to be part of.
0: Well, thanks, Kyle. Yep, thank you. So I appreciate the time for you taking out to talk to us. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jim. Uh, Have a great day. You too, Jim. I hope you found it interesting as to all the things the Red Cross does. I found it interesting about their new sickle cell initiative and their free service of letting blood donors know if their blood contains any COVID antibodies. I believe the Red Cross does a great job in helping people. It could be they lost their home on a fire, a hurricane devastated their community, or saving lives with blood deliveries to hospitals. So if you have an organization you would like to discuss in a podcast, let me know. I would love to help you get the word out. As I always say at the end of every podcast, people learn so much from the experiences of others. So how about sharing some of your experiences? All you have to do is contact me at youarejustanumber.com. That's the letters you are just a number.com. All one word. Until next time. Have a great day.